This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a special set of 52 Bible scripture cards based on the verses Pastor Rick taught in this series, Living in the Goodness of God. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Why You Don't Need to Fear the Future. Psalm 103 uh, lists a number of ways that God shows his mercy. And as I read this, I want you to circle the verbs. And there's, I don't know, 10 or so things in this passage that are examples or definitions of God's mercy to you. Here's what it says, Psalm 103, verse two to 11. I will not forget the glorious things that God does for me. He forgives, you might circle that, he forgives all my sins. He heals me, that's mercy. He ransoms me from hell, that's mercy. He surrounds me with loving kindness, that's mercy. He fills my life with good things. He is merciful and tender, Toward those who don't deserve it, that's mercy. He's slow to get angry. I'm glad for that, that's mercy. He never bears a grudge. Aren't you glad for that one? Some of you don't believe that. You think that something you did a long time ago, God's still trying to get even with you for it. Anything, anything bad happens in your life, go, God's getting even with me. God, it says, does not carry a grudge. He's not getting weak. How many times have you heard me say, God is not mad at you, he's mad about you. No man will ever love you like Jesus Christ. No woman will ever love you like Jesus Christ. Any human love is minuscule in comparison to the creator who created you and he made you simply to love you. And so he follows your life with goodness, giving you the things you don't deserve, and mercy, don't, not giving you the things that you do deserve. And he's following you these two things. He never bears a grudge. He has not punished us as we deserve for our sins. For his mercy, there's the word, is as great as the height of the heavens. He's like a father to us, tender and sympathetic to those who reverence him. Now because God's mercy is following you every day of your life, it means you can come to God with any problem, any screw up, any mess up, any fault, any fa failure, uh, any sin, and you, God has a 24-hour drop-in service because his mercy is constantly following you. There's never a moment he's not showing mercy to you. And so you can always come to him no matter what you're going through. That takes away your fear. The Bible says this, Hebrews 11, four, I mean, excuse me, 4.16, we can come before God's throne, this is talking about in prayer, where we can receive mercy and grace, mercy and goodness, to help us when we need it. 
when we need it. You know, sometimes you have sins in your life that are habitual. And we've all got these. I've got them, you've got them. It's areas that you continually stumble over and over. If you have a problem with anger, you tend to lose your temper over and over. Or you tend to clam up and swallow it over and over and over. Or you may have a problem with lust, or you may have a problem with jealousy, or you may have a problem with your mouth. You can't keep your mouth shut. And you gossip all the time, and you criticize all the time, and, you're, and you say mean things, and then you go, why did I say that? If you have an area of habitual sin, sometimes you start feeling a little guilty that you keep coming back to God for the same sins, like, oh, I'm gonna bring this one to him. And you think, you're gonna come to God and say, God, I, I did this again, and God's gonna go, oh, come on, can't you come up with a new sin? You're gonna give me the same old one, I've already forgiven that one 5,000 times. Come on, I'm so bored with that sin. Give me something really to work on, to chew on here. And, and, and sometimes you're embarrassed. You go, you know, God, five minutes ago, I just confessed this, and guess what? I just did it again. And you think God is getting tired. God never gets tired of forgiving you. Never, never, never. So don't hold back, because his mercy follows you every day of your life. It is God's nature to be merciful. He loves to show his mercy. He doesn't get tired of it, he doesn't get bored with it, he doesn't get frustrated that you keep coming back. God loves showing mercy. So you don't have to come embarrassed. Let me read that verse again, look there on your outline. We can come before God's throne where we can receive mercy and grace to help us when we need it. Now this phrase, mercy will follow me all the days of my life. It says goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I think of two pictures that kind of are metaphors. The first, this is the Lord is my shepherd. I, I told you in a previous message that you drive cattle, but you lead sheep. When cattle are driven on a cattle drive, the cowboys drive the cattle from behind. They push them forward, and the horses are behind and they're pushing them forward. But with sheep, you lead sheep. The shepherd is out in front of the sheep and he's walking with his rod and staff and they're following the shepherd. But at the back of the flock are a couple little sheep dogs. And those little sheep dogs are nipping at the heels of the sheep, making sure they don't run off into the ravine. And these two sheep dogs keep you on track following the shepherd. The sheep dogs in your life are God's goodness and God's mercy. Let me introduce you to your sheepdogs. You're at once called mercy, one dog he's called mercy, and one dog he's called goodness. And God's goodness and God's mercy are following you as you follow Jesus the shepherd. Does that make sense? So these are the sh God's goodness and God's mercy, the sheepdogs that keep you moving in the right direction. They're the sheepdogs in your life. Another picture I think of when I think of God's goodness and mercy will follow me is a mother of a toddler. And any mother of a toddler knows how many messes a toddler who's just learned to walk can make in 45 minutes. And uh, if you go to the house of a mother of a toddler, she is walking behind that child picking up all the messes, picking up all the messes that they're making you have no idea how many messes you created in life that God cleaned up. Because God's goodness 
and God's mercy were following you. And you made a flippant decision, and it was a stupid decision, but you made it. And you went going on, not realizing the chaos you left behind. And God's goodness and mercy are right behind, picking up your messes. God has picked up more messes in your life than you could possibly even imagine. Why? Because he's good, and he's merciful. He gives you what you need, and he doesn't give you what you deserve. Mercy will follow me all the days of my life. If you're taking notes, circle that word all. Because God's goodness and God's mercy is not just some days. God doesn't say, okay, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll have goodness, and on Tuesday and Thursday, we'll have uh, you know, mercy, and on Saturday and Sunday, you're on your own. No, he is always merciful every moment of every day. He is always good to you every moment of every day. And when you fully understand that God is never not good to me, and God is never not merciful to me. When you face your future, all of a sudden your fear level goes down. You go, so what? I don't, you don't know what's gonna happen next week, much less next year or in the next 10 years. But I do know this, God's goodness will be with me and he'll be bringing good even out of the bad stuff. And I know God's mercy will be with me. He's gonna be forgiving me, no condemnation with all the bad stuff. So what are you worried about? What are you afraid of? Fear comes when you fear punishment, or fear comes when you fear you won't have what you need when you get there. You don't have uh, uh, you know, all the resources you need. God's goodness and God's mercy will be with me all the days of my life. It says all of the days. Now you say, well, I don't always feel God's goodness in my life. I don't always feel God's mercy every day of my life. Who said anything about feelings? Feelings are unreliable. Feelings come and go. God is not a feeling. God is always good to you whether you feel it or not. And God is always merciful to you whether you feel it or not. It's based on who he is, not how you feel. Everything, absolutely everything in your life you owe to the goodness and mercy of God. And it's gonna follow you all the days of your life if the Lord is your shepherd. Now, here's the third reason you don't need to fear the future. God's goodness is watching over me. God's grace is working in me. Now, here's a big one. God's glory is waiting for me. God's glory is waiting for me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's heaven. Now, if you're taking notes, circle that little word, and. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the little word that connects today with tomorrow. Even after you've lived a life of blessing here on earth, it's not the end. Friends, this psalm is building to a crescendo. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a big ending. That's a big ending. That means I don't have to fear death, and that's the number one fear people have. Because death is not the end, it's a transition, it's a transfer. We're going to heaven. God saves the best for last. If you love and know Jesus, if the Lord is your shepherd, it just gets better and better, because even if I have a tough life here on earth, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever where there is no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more sin, no more sickness, no more sadness. 
No more problems, no more pain, no more pressure. It's unbelievable. With Jesus, it keeps getting better and better. The best is yet to come. Now, this is so important. Uh, Next weekend, I'm gonna spend an entire message just on this, on heaven. And I'm gonna answer all the most common questions because just like with angels, there's a lot of myths about heaven, misconceptions, lies, legends that just aren't true. Now, I just, this weekend, wanna ask one question, and it is this. What makes heaven, heaven? Why is it so different? What makes heaven, heaven? Well, there are a lot of things that are different uh, about heaven. Uh, But one of the biggest one of all is this. It's the home to God's full glory. The home to God's full glory. And God's glory is all the good things that he does for you. It's his character. It's based on who he is. Now, we can see a glimpse, a little glimpse of God's glory right now. When you look at the heavens, the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. You look at all the stars, whoa, God is pretty big, God's pretty powerful. You look at the sun and the moon. When you look at all of the tens of thousands of plant varieties and animals and the varieties of animals and species that God created, you see the glory of God, that God is a creative God. When you see the beauty of a sunrise and a sunset and a waterfall, you see the glory of God. The glory of God, we see a small glimpse of it here, even on a broken planet. There's a lot of beautiful stuff on this planet. And the Bible says that I can see God's glory in you, just a glimpse, because you carry the image, the image of God in you. It's broken, but you, you carry that image. You can see God's glory in me. But the Bible says one day, when you get to heaven, oh, now you're gonna see the full glory, the full goodness the full greatness, the full beauty of God. You don't see it now. You just see a speck. We, get, we see through the glass darkly. So we're gonna look at, at that in detail, but let me just show you a, a couple verses. The Bible says this in Isaiah 63, verse 15. Lord, look upon us from heaven where you live in your holiness and glory. God's complete glory is in heaven, unhindered by anything. And then the Bible tells us that in Acts chapter seven, Stephen was the first guy who was killed for his faith, for following Christ. He was the first Christian martyr. And as they were stoning him, throwing stones at him, and he was dying uh, in Jerusalem, it says that Stephen was dying, he looked up toward heaven, he got a vision as he's dying in his final moments, and he saw God's glory. Why, because God's glory is complete in heaven. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was resurrected, it says this, Jesus returned to his glory in heaven. One day, you will too. You're gonna see God's glory. Now, we cannot even imagine the details of heaven. I can share some of the stuff. We get little glimpses, we get little sneak peeks of what heaven is like in the Bible, but the truth is, none of us can even understand how cool heaven is because we don't have the brain capacity for it. We live in a three-dimensional world. Einstein proved there are many other dimensions we don't even know about, that we're not even aware of, besides the three dimensions we live in. And for you to understand how great, how glorious, how beautiful, how incredible heaven is, would be like an ant trying to understand the internet. You don't have the brain capacity. And every description, pearly gates, 
streets of gold. Those are so far inferior as to what heaven's gonna be like. They're just metaphors. They're just metaphors. It's not gonna be white with clouds. It's, you think of the greatest, most beautiful scene you've ever seen on earth and multiply it by a trillion times where there's no sin, no sadness, no sorrow, no suffering. That's heaven. We cannot imagine all the details of heaven, but we know, do know this, it will be glorious. Why? Because God's glory will be there in its full completion. Here's what the Bible says, look on the screen. 1 Corinthians 2, verse nine. No eye has ever seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever imagined. You can't even imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. But surely I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What in the world are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of death? You're gonna be in a better place if the Lord is your shepherd. Now, we, we don't get a full picture of what heaven's gonna be like. But God does give us some little secrets, and they're scattered through the Bible. If you read the Bible, they're not secrets. But he does give us some hints. And one of the things God tells us is that because he is a good God, and he is a merciful God, and because he made you to love you, that his plan for you, this is for you, God's plan for you, began at the very beginning of time. Before he even created the universe, God thought you up. He wanted children. God thought you, and is God's plan for you and he prepared this in advance, is that he's going to share his glory with his children. Whoa. That's just too hard for me to comprehend. Me, an imperfect, frail sinner, God's gonna share his glory with me? Yeah, and you too. We're gonna cover this in depth in next week's message, so you don't wanna miss that message. Romans 9, 23 says this. God wanted to reveal his abundant glory. God wanted to show how loving, how good, how kind, how merciful he is. God wanted to show it. And so he wanted to show his abundant glory, which was poured out on us, that's you, that's me, who are the objects of his mercy. You, my friend, are an object of God's mercy. As a woman, or as a man, you are an object of God's mercy. He doesn't give you what you deserve. God wanted to reveal his abundant glory which was poured out on us who are the objects of his mercy and whom he has prepared in advance. He's prepared you in advance. He's already prepared this. This is talking about you. Whom he has prepared in advance to receive his glory. One day, you're gonna do that. This is a terrible, terrible, poor, inferior example of it. But what does it mean for you to share God's glory? Imagine a giant screen in front of a theater that says, you know, this movie's playing, starring this person and co-starring this person. In heaven, imagine a giant screen that says, now playing for eternity, starring Jesus Christ, co-starring your name. Whoa. That's what God has prepared because of his goodness and his mercy and his love and his grace. That's what he wants to do. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. 
If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's PastorRick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... Scripture memorization is a powerful tool to help you remember God's promises, principles, and the purpose He has for you. That's why Pastor Rick created a very special scripture card set with 52 key verses from his Living in the Goodness of God teaching series. Here's Rick to tell you more. Friends, one of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize scripture. God tells us in Proverbs 7, verse 2, guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and also keep them deep within your heart. Now, you may not think you've got a good memory, but the truth is we all remember what's important to us. For instance, you remember phone numbers and dates that you care about. I've heard people say they can't memorize anything, yet they can quote a song lyrics from their childhood, or they can rattle off a statistic for their favorite baseball player. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn, and it's also a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, study after study has shown that memorizing Scripture will cause your brain to have a stronger memory in other areas, too. So when you memorize Scripture, you're actually benefiting a lot of other areas in your life. Now, here's how I want to help you memorize God's Word. We've put together a new packet, a new set of cards with verses from the Bible for you to memorize. And these are good, easily memorizable verses. And you can put these cards around your house, or you can put them on your refrigerator, or you know, tape them to the mirror where you brush your teeth, or you can put them by your bed, or uh, in your car, in the visor. It doesn't really matter, but they're, they're very beautiful, and they will keep these Bible verses, God's Word, before you every day, helping you to memorize the Word of God. I hope you'll take advantage of this new resource. The Living in the Goodness of God Scripture Card Set is filled with beautiful artwork, accented by stunning gold foil designs. This set of 52 cards will help you grow closer to God so you can truly live in His goodness. You can even use the space on the back to make notes or send a special message to encourage a friend. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a hurting world, we'll send you the Living in the Goodness of God scripture card set to say thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.